Welcome to the fundamental interconnectedness of all things. This is the episode where we talk about everything. We finally connect everything. We're finally back after two weeks. My name is Jeremy. Yeah. Well, Hi, Jeremy. What's your name? My name is Eric. So you have to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Eric. Oh, and you have to introduce yourself. I'm Eric. I'm high. Every time. And, and you want to know why? It goes back to the Stan Lee philosophy of uh, comic books. Stan Lee philosophy? Stan Lee? Stan Lee philosophy. The man. The tool. Stan the man. He was a tool. He was a tool. Actually, I, I wrote... He was a Stan Lee tool. <laughs> well, okay. That's Very well subject. made. He was forged in the heart of... Where was... where uh, Philadelphia? Where, where did he grow up? Uh, Michigan? New York, I guess. Oh. Well, that's where he spent the majority of his time. But forged in the heart of New York. New York. I wrote a report on him when I was in fourth grade because I just became enamored with comic books in fourth grade and we had to write a report on famous people or something like that and even at fourth grade fifth grade it was fifth grade i had uh, realized that the man was a tool and i didn't know why and i didn't even know what a tool was so i didn't equate him with a tool at that time but i read another book that i actually have down here in the library when i was much older probably two three years ago called i think it was just called stan lee i think it was the title of the book the man the plan, the tool. And really, the, 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 the thesis of the book was the man was a, a shyster, a tool. He was just a, a guy. Well, there's a difference between a shyster and a tool, though. Well, okay. I mean, a shyster is somebody that takes advantage of the system for his own good, and a tool is somebody who is being taken advantage of by the system for the system's good and doesn't really realize all it. All right, so he wasn't a tool. He was a shyster. Okay, so he was, like, screwing the system. He was taking advantage of the system. He was in the right place at the right time, and... And he hopped on that wave and rode it. Hopped on the... Yes, he hopped on it. He and, and Like he, the Silver Surfer. <laughs> that's a, That was basically... There's actually some memoirs of Stan Lee of talking about the Silver Surfer, and he talked exactly like that, hopping on the wave of... I don't even know where we're going there with this. I I had no idea that he was a tool or a shyster or anything. I just know that Stanley Stanley is a, is a yes is a tool yes, company. Yes. Well, I mean, in the book, I mean, what it really talks about is you know he was there at the forefront of superhero com comic books. Well, actually, most people could say like, well, Superman's been Superman, around since the right. 30s or something. The Superman he? creator or uh, Bill Bill Keen. Gil Keen or Bill Keen? Whoever created Batman. Bill Keen. No, he did Gil Keen. Oh. There was a Keen that was involved with... Well, uh, Keen does a family circus. Okay, it wasn't that it's Keen. Billy, the superhero. I think, not me. I think that's Bill Keen. So, maybe... Whatever. <laughs> you know, fucking look it up on Wikipedia, motherfuckers. Batman Yo. creator. Um, so, yes. You Wait, could, wasn't that Alfred somebody? Al uh, Alfred was his butler. He was there at the forefront of the resurgence, the Silver Age, not the Golden Age, the Silver Age of uh, comic books. What is it now? What are we in now? The gl glass? Diamond? It's, no, I think... Grass? What is it? Uh, it's either called... Um, it's the Lace Age. It's gay superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> Bruce. Bruce Lee. See, that's, that's Stan's alternate ego. I think it's like gold. What would be a good name for a gay superhero? Uh, like flaming man fabuloso 
<laughs> the, the, I'm fabuloso, and I've got a beautiful cape. I fly a really tight pants, and I've got some gloves. Would you like to see my gloves? <laughs> <laughs> when I when I appear on the scene, you hear. What's your superpower? <laughs> I just have gloves. <laughs> yes, <laughs> everywhere I go, <laughs> I have the my theme music. The superhero ability to make <laughs> appear wherever I go, and I just dance. Stupid sexy Flanders. <laughs> I can't Feels concentrate like, on my superpowers. Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at nothing all. Nothing at all. Uh, I think they call it's it the lace age either of superheroes. The standard age or the common the age. The standard age. It's, oh, it's something kind of boring. So you got like gold, silver, and like common or some bullshit like that. Anyways, what whatever. That's that's platinum. We should be in the platinum. Well, there well, when platinum, was the last time there's been a new superhero? Come on, it's been like like all these movies, they're remaking the Hulk and they're remaking the Spider-Man's on what three or four now, and Batman's on number six, and so begins and ends and starts again, and then <laughs> his brother comes into the thing, and I don't know what is it. Well, okay, so there's two words I'm going to use. Both start with an R. We're either in the recycling age or the regurgitation <laughs> age, because seriously, <laughs> seriously, now I, I've done a little bit of research into this uh, being a comic book fan I mean in the uh, 20s and the 30s you had like the shadow and action comics and you had lots the, bee, the hornet yeah there was even uh, a human torch and submariner and all those uh, heroes Aquaman swim Aquaman swim <laughs> But I'm not in the water. He's not. The villain's not in the water. Well, Damn it. He's going to be in here soon, and I'll get him then. As soon as he steps into the water. Boy, the creator of Aquaman just be like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> How many villains are actually in the water that Aquaman can deal with? Um, but Squid Man. So, like, in the, no. the, the 10s, the 20s, and the 30s, I mean, there's always been, like, romance comics and, and cowboy... Not always. There were... Uh, romance comics and cowboy comics but superhero comics kind of leapt to the forefront in like the probably the 20s or the 30s and then they kind of faded away uh and then some well because probably uh the 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 world or at least america um admired in the depression needed you know some sort of fantasy thing to pull it out you know because kids were like oh you know dad's really depressed he lost his job he becomes he's drinking all the time I need, you know, and cowboys were kind of exciting, but, right. and they were, they were actually, there was a little bit of reality left, you know, to a certain degree to be a cowboy or whatever. And there's, there was, there's always a little bit of reality in romance yeah. comics, but like all of a sudden the superhero thing probably took off then because it was like, we need an escape. Right. Like, oh, we need somebody to really come in and save the day, save the economy. Like, economy, man. Economy. We need we need Baker, man, or something, you, you know? Well, we have we have Obama. Uh, yeah, he's well. he's the new one. And I'd like to talk about him in a few months. Are there any black comic superheroes, comic superheroes? Sure, but they're not... Uh, they're, they're, LeVar Burton, isn't he one? They're, they're, they're second stringers, you know? <laughs> There's like there's a guy named Power Man. He's black. Power Man. His name is Power. I think he's his power is like he's strong. Like that's his power. Black Panther he's got actually. A really black good Panther. Voice. He's from uh, Africa. I, I don't remember what his oh. power is. Black Super uh, Bishop. He was an X Man. He his. Oh sure sure. And then what about uh, Nightwalker or whatever? His oh name uh, is. Storm was she's a sure the black, woman yep, powerful yep. yeah I remember her sure. <clears throat> but anyways, what was the what was the little. Oh, he was German, wasn't he? But he looked oh, Nightcrawler. Like... Yeah, he was. No, he's just a German dude who happened to be that blue skinned and pointy ears. It's not really black, well, he was, but okay. still, he's a, he's like an Uber to use a German phrase. Uh, minority. 
uber minority. He's an uber minority. Wow. So he's like a little bit of Mexican. But here's my point. Spanish. So in the the 20s and the 30s, you had these comics, uh, superheroes. And even in the 40s, uh, Captain America and Nick Fury were, were were big superheroes, and because of World War II. Well, sure, yeah. right. So I mean, there was there was a heavy uh, amount of pop popularity with those because Captain America go over to Germany and, and kick the Red Skull's ass, and the Red Skull was a Nazi man, Nazi superhero that was created by Hitler's secret really? lab, the of, propaganda team. Uh, no, but like German scientists created the Red Skull to be like oh oh in superhero land, yeah yeah, yeah oh. in superhero land, and so. Captain America would go over there and they'd fight the Red Skull. And there's a few issues like I- I've never read them or st- I've seen covers of them, of uh, of of Captain America like kicking Hitler's ass, like you, you know, but never wow. killing him, but like kicking his ass. So what about other countries? Do they have like <clears throat> superhero comic books and stuff? <laughs> well, but, but wait, because that'd be kind of cool to like, you know, well, like Saudi Arabia man, well, like or kick- Captain Saudi Arabia, sure, Captain Iraq. Sure, I well, will kick your ass. I will come over there and <laughs> screw up your servers. <laughs> Don't mess with me. I will put a fatwa on you. That's not even funny. I um, will cut your dongle right off. <laughs> Don't mess around with me. I would have to imagine that there are probably Middle Eastern superheroes. Uh, Mohammed. Australian superheroes. New Jesus Zealand. was the original superhero. Jesus, man. <laughs> but here's, wait, wait, wait. But let me finish the point All right, before sorry, we sorry. digress too much. So somewhere in like the 50s, like maybe it was like uh, uh, war burnout. Superheroes became passe and kids didn't really want to read about that and, and they kind of fell to the wayside right and then i'm not exactly sure where on the timeline but somewhere around the 60s or 70s they regained their popularity and that's when like the fantastic four was created and uh hulk and the x-men and the avengers and all these other superheroes like regained massive popularity and they they resurrected uh heroes like captain america nick fury and submariner etc <clears throat> and since that period so I mean, let's 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 count down the timeline. You had like twenty years of superheroes, then ten years of no superheroes, and then from basically the sixties until now, that's over forty years. You've been it's been pretty strong. It's been pretty pretty strong. I mean, popularity is like waxed and waned, but the same superheroes have been doing the same things for like the last forty years. So there that that kind of like season cycle hasn't occurred. Hmm. again so that i mean that goes into like your gold silver and standard what what you asked what what age, age. we're in of comic books and i guess you know i would say we're in the regurgitation age because sure <clears throat> so we're ready for some new ones there's a, a you know what actually and we're actually in kind of a depression now so we need to resurrect captain america or i would say like that banker man or something <laughs> seriously like i would you know. say that we are definitely in a comic book depression a superhero depression where we're doing the same things over and over and just like grinding it down and the reader base uh, the very loyal reader base is always going to be there and they're always going to be buying these things. They're always going to be reading these things. And there's people like me that kind of stay on the fringe and the side. Well, what, like, no, what, how would you describe the, the, the loyal reader base? Of, they're they're going to the, buy it. They're going to buy it. Well, like, who, what, what, what's their demographic? What, what are they, like 40-year-old men? Look, I, I mean, I don't want to cast dispersions and be like, it's the fat well, guy because, that okay, have a girlfriend. Like 100 years, well, not 100, books, but, but whatever, 60 years ago, in the, in the, in the Silver Age. Now, okay. let's look at the demographic. I can answer was, that question. It was a bunch of kids, you know, 12-year-old kids, 15-year-old kids that were like, hey, I got, you know, 50 cents. Let's go buy the newest issue of Silver Surfer or whatever it was, right? right? 
And, um, well, and what they would do is they would they would go to the gas station or grocery store. They would buy their comic. They would roll it up. They would stick it in their back pocket. And every now and then they'd pull it out and they'd read it. And these comic books would be like uh, abused and beaten to hell, but read thoroughly and cover to cover and multiple times. And that's why your comic books from the 50s, 60s, and even 70s are worth so much is because the kids read them and read the hell out of them so much so that there's only a handful left in circulation that are actually in a decent condition. And so those guys that read them a lot, they, they have those stories in their mind and they want to get those stories back. I wouldn't say But that you can't find them anywhere. You can't like... I wouldn't... Do, do, I mean, can you get them online? Can you read them online? Some of them have been reprinted online, but I'm, I'm talking about... I guess I'm talking a little bit more about the collector. I mean... The person that was reading comic books back then that just that read them was like my dad. He's not into comic books now, but when he was a kid, yeah, he, he bought comics. His brother probably bought comics. Um, I, your dad probably didn't read too many comic books, but... He read The Red Skull. <laughs> yeah, but The Red Skull was the hero. <laughs> I will crush you, Captain America, in your fascist American ways. But then he defected and he started reading Aquaman. <laughs> uh, Sailboat Man. What the hell was the point? The point is, what's the demographic? The demographic is... Uh, well, nowadays, I'm thinking the demographic would turn into kids that are 12, but... They wouldn't no. be going to the store. Hear me out. They would no, not be okay. going to this. They wouldn't be going to the five and dime Walgreens or whatever and buying these comic books to roll up and stick in their pocket because they're going to walk around with their computers and there's online uh, comic books, right? There's online books like that that you can just that you can subscribe to or whatever. And every week there's a new little episode, you know, because that is what keeps shit interesting. That's what keeps it interesting. That like Tintin. That's what was really cool about Tintin when I first started reading it, because it came as a serial in in the back of this kids magazine, um, whatever twenty years ago, you know. And and I would every week this thing would come out and I'd be like, oh, there's like you know three more pages of it, and right. what's gonna happen next week? You know, that was what was so cool because you didn't right. know, you never knew. And it seems like now if you buy this comic, it's like oh, it's like all there, and you read no. it and it's done. No, that's. See, you haven't been keeping up with your comic books. I have. I don't right. think I've ever read a comic book except maybe a Richie Rich. You, honestly, uh, you had Donald Ducks and Richie. Okay, Riches. that's what I said. Right. I've never read any of these. You didn't big have muscly superhero things. Comic no, books. no, ever. I don't think I've ever read one. No. Did you ever see? Okay. A movie? No, I don't think I've ever. I, Spider Man. <laughs> probably no, 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 never no. all the way through. Let me. I'm trying to collect. Uh, we've been drinking many beers. It's about. But it is Good exactly one thirty oh, in the Jesus morning. H, mother. <sighs> so I'm trying to align Lord, my yeah. thoughts here into a cognizant perspective. Okay, when you were a kid, more so when you were a kid than when I was a kid, more so. But when we were kids, comic books were affordable. Now, did you, did you have an allowance, or did you have some way of getting money from your parents on a weekly basis? I worked for my dad. Yeah, whether it be doing chores, working for dad, yep. or getting an allowance. Now, it may not have been much, right? Like, my allowance when I was a kid, for the longest time, was three bucks. A week? A week. That's what my allowance was. And that account, like, I take out the garbage, clean the cat box, you know, do, do, you do your chores, and you'll get three bucks, right? Comic books, when I was a kid, were 75 cents. Probably a lot less so when you were a kid. But I don't remember it all, honestly. Well, okay, but now we're not that far apart. Okay, six years, fine. whatever. Let's just Excuse say me. that comic books when you were a kid were fifty, 50 cents. cents. Okay, okay, sure. And let's say <clears throat> you, for doing chores for your dad, your dad gave you two dollars, right? So if you do the ratio, I could buy th- with taxes, right? I could buy three comic books and still have enough change left over for a candy bar. Okay, with my three dollars. 
uh, and okay, and how often did comic books come out? Was it weekly or monthly? It monthly. Right. Okay, so, uh, so, that, that so was, that was basically perfect. $12. It was $12 a month. A month. That I, and I only bought, when I was at that age, I was only buying two different comic books. Uh, nowadays, now I don't know what kids these days in 2009 get for an allowance, but a comic book is $5. You're shitting me. $4.95, maybe three ninety-five. It's It's between 4 and $5 for a comic book. Well, the demographic has definitely changed. So you're talking about 32 pages of paper for 4 to $5, right? So your demographic is no longer a kid who's got a paltry amount of money. I mean, that means that your kid, if I could buy three comic books with my $3 allowance, that means that your kid's allowance, weekly allowance, would have to be 15 bucks a week. Yeah. Actually, twenty. Well, because you'd have to have change left over. Like I had, I would have seventy-five cents yeah, left over. Actually, I mean, wh- why? Why is that so hard to believe? I mean, when you were getting this three dollars, how old were you? Um, well, let's see. I started really collecting. Was it twenty years ago? In fifth grade, and in fifth grade, I was probably eleven or twelve, and I'm thirty. So twenty. Yeah, twenty. Uh, Jesus Christ. Twenty years. <laughs> 20 ago. Twenty years ago. Fuck. Okay, so you twenty years ago, what? How much did a new car cost? Like four thousand bucks? Yeah, I don't know. How much did? How much did this? Look on the internet. How much did this house cost? Twenty years ago, it was probably, probably only like 60, fifty thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, it was like. 50, and now it's worth bucks. three times that much. So you multiply everything up, and yeah, three. I mean. If you look at kids nowadays, I I bet you their I bet you their allowance is fifteen bucks a week. No way. Yeah. See, and yeah, that's I, I and mean, that's guess, ridiculous. That's totally ridiculous. I, I mean, but that's the way it is. Okay. I mean, well, if, well, never. If you want to, I mean, we were talking about the middle class before, and that's that was that was kind of middle class, and that's where the middle class is supposed to be now. All right. Well. Never. And it's totally ridiculous because Lily's still going to be getting three dollars a week when she's eleven years old. Well, five, I was five dollars a week. You yeah. Know? I, see, I was thinking about upping my kid's allowance from my three dollars to five dollar allowance. Yeah. 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 Because, well, how much do you think your dad made when you were when twenty years ago? Do you think he made? I honestly don't. Forty thousand dollars, twenty thousand, fifteen thousand dollars. I I would have to say that whatever it was, it was at the middle of lower middle class so probably fifteen thousand dollars i don't even twenty thousand dollars we'd have to go on the wikipedia and find out what the median lower middle class salary was i i have i honestly have no clue about what my parents financials were i know that we didn't have a lot of money we always drove used cars we hardly ever went out to dinner we never had cable uh we were like the last ones on the block to get a vcr you know so blah 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 whatever okay so even your three dollars was probably not even that much for back then well okay let's let's so it might have been i mean but let's do this most other kids might have gotten five or six or seven or eight or ten so now you should be given when ella turns 11 you should be giving her 40 dollars a week sure well (laughs) come on man i i I do honestly believe that i was probably at the low end of the uh, allowance spectrum when it came to money but <clears throat> that's neither here nor there. Let's put it this way. When I was a kid, 
a candy bar, uh, a Three Musketeers used to be my favorite candy bar until I ate way too many and I just got violently sick on them, were about 33 cents a piece. And that's when they were on sale at the Jennifer Street Market. On average, they're about like 45 to 50 cents. You can still get them for that How much? much exactly. How much is a Three Musketeers today at a yeah, shop called? 65 cents. 65 cents. Yeah. So they've gone up. Let's just say that when I was a kid, like the 33 cents, that was a good deal. Let's just say they were 45 cents on average. Uh, when they were not on sale. So they've gone up 20 cents. Yeah, but you can get them on sale for 50 cents still, 35 cents. But wait, wait my, my point is is that your $3 allowance then could buy you, uh, what, six candy bars with a little change left over. Your $3 allowance now at 65 cents could buy you five candy bars with a little change left over. So looking at the inflation of products or, or, or what a kid would buy candy bars being probably the primary staple of what a kid buys or soda when i was a kid sodas were 50 cents 45 to 50 cents in a soda machine today a can of soda in a soda machine god help you if you can find a can of soda in a soda machine is going to be about 65 cents um <clears throat> i think the difference there is that a lot more families stock that kind of stuff in their cupboards nowadays yeah yeah i i mean right now probably you're not you, you don't have that kind of stuff available to ella but when she's 11 and 12 I'm you guys have always have a box of candy you bars always have house. cokes and stuff and you're gonna have a we lot have of snacks. diet cokes well i mean yeah well you no, don't but maybe not you in particular but Seriously, you go to other people's house, they're like, oh, yeah, co- yeah, open up yeah, the fridge okay, and there's Cokes in there. And it's like, well, the kids, they drink Cokes all the time. You're right. And, and and think about when you were a kid, right? You'd go over to your buddy's house and he would have boxes of Cocoa Krispies, right? I would go to kids' houses and they would have a fridge, like a Full fridge Coke. dedicated to orange so they didn't go and crush. they didn't go and spend their money on the cokes and stuff because but, they could get it at home right right sure but my, my point and even though, candy bars probably too for that matter twinkies or Ho-Ho, probably whatever. Yeah. but my point is not necessarily what we stock up on my point is is that the things that kids buy candy bars sodas uh and comic books have Yu-Gi-Oh cards <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh cards have disproportionately um inflated themselves which gets back to your original question of what's the demographic for comic books. I believe that the demographic for comics these days is not a 10 Kids, no. or 11-year-old no. kid. Of course not. It's the 10 or 11-year-old kid who was 10 or 11 years old back 20 then. years ago. Yeah. Still or maybe a 20-year-old that's still kind of trying to ride that ride that vintage wave and say oh yeah I'm, I'm up on this now and I'm cool that know? could be sure I, I could see that like like yeah I like could. really nerdy kids that are trying to hang on to the past or something or be like their older brother or their dad or something mm, something like that or maybe even like oh yeah I saw X-Men yeah I've been collecting that shit for 10 years or five years you know yeah and, and tw- I could see that, but I don't see a 12-year-old going to the grocery store and being no. like, dude, I got the X-Men, no. five bucks. <laughs> no, they're in a UD, but but they will drop, uh, you know, $5 on a pack of six Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Seriously. I I got some into the store the other day, and I had there was a little kid that came in. He was about eight, and his mom was with him, you know, of course, and she's like, do you have any Yu-Gi-Oh cards? I'm like, oh, yeah, I got a couple in here. Oh, he just started flipping out. I'm like, oh yeah, it was five bucks for this little pack. She's like, oh my god, that's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went over looking for him and we couldn't find him. Blah 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 blah. And he was just like 
doing backflips yeah. because like, I, I gave him this pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards for five bucks. I'm like, Jesus, okay. they're junk. <clears throat> and I actually have gotten some of the videos in, and I've wa- and I watched one of the videos just, and the whole video is nothing but selling the cards. Yeah, seriously, I I could not believe that they that they actually <laughs> sold these videos and they played them on TV. Well, for these kids to watch because all it is is about. Oh, I have this card and I will play it now. Oh, I have this card and if you get this card, you can win. And oh, I'm gonna play it now. And, <laughs> and then the other guy was like, "Oh, he's got that card. Well, oh, I have this card. Oh, I can play that card. And now I can play this. And it's that's all it was. The whole show was just like, okay, you know, so- gathering these cards and playing them and go buy some of these cards, kids. <laughs> that's a, okay. So that's a little bit more blatant than the point that I was gonna make, which is. When I grew up, uh, you had G.I. Joe and Transformers, which is basically a 30-minute commercial for those toys. Sure. But it wasn't really as blatant as, I have Optimus Prime, and he's kicking Megatron's ass. I mean, there was actually stories involved, writers and animators. Well, I didn't watch too much of the video. I mean, they're probably what, you probably got to know some of the characters or whatever, you know, the I don't know, card I, masters. But it just seemed very, very over-the-top marketing of this your card des- game to the kids. Your description makes it sound like a very blatant... Well, I have a tendency to do that, you know, but <laughs> well, I mean, it, I've seen it is. I mean, couple, you can tell the kids come in; they're like, "Oh, you go cards! Oh my God, that's all I want!" And they're expensive; they're really expensive. Yes. These Pokemon cards, you know, what? you buy a little pack of them for five, three, four, five bucks, you know, no. and there's like ten cards in there or whatever. And you, if you if you buy enough packs, you might find the the golden card that's right. worth, you know, oh, it's the best card in the world, and it's gonna be worth more, and you collect it and. Blo- and that's what these kids are into now. They don't, I mean, and it's not even a story. It's not even, you know, reading this you know what? little that's, pulp graphic comic book. It's look, that's owning us, this little card, you know? That's us being old, okay? We don't we don't get it, right? Well, I was into baseball cards a little bit. Well, you know? no, but there's a difference. And I'll tell you what that difference is. When you were buying baseball cards, how many cards were in a pack, number one? Yeah, like 25. 25 cards. Yeah, that doesn't even sound unreasonable. And how much did those cards cost you? 35 cents. 35 cents, right. A pack of like seven baseball cards now costs like three bucks. Really? Yeah, I'm not even kidding because I've contemplated getting some... I I, I wanted to get some baseball cards uh, for Ella's birth year. Like a whole season, right? Oh, and so I was at Shopko. I was like thumbing through. I'm like trying to find like a like a like the whole set. Like just, just keep it sealed. Throw it in the closet. And when she is 15, be like, here you go. You know, these are your birth your baseball cards. Oh, sweet. Eh, I don't know. Just an idea. I never did it. But as I was trying to find them, I was looking at the actual baseball card packs going, oh, man, I used to collect baseball cards, and this is awesome. And they had, like, the the little inserts and the binders Stats, and stuff. Yeah. And I grab a pack of cards, and I'm like, $1.95? What the fuck? You know, and that was four years ago, and, and even more recently, they're like two ninety five. So, I mean, whatever. I mean, that's, Wow, for like seven uh, cards? It's It's a thin little stack of cards. Wow. Uh, but well, yeah, that's that's what's going on. It's neither here nor there. It's 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 stuff's getting too damn expensive. But yet, okay, so one little pack of baseball cards for two ninety five. Yeah, seven little seven little pieces of paper. But yet, you can go to Shopco and get a complete outfit for your daughter for probably five or six bucks. Oh, here we go. Well, I mean, does it make sense to you? Does it make any sense at all? There's something screwy with that. 
Especially when you think about these baseball cards were probably printed, you know, 50 miles away. And it's just a little piece of paper, right? Well, they're and, probably printed in China. Well, what, wherever they're printed. Right. But the clothing was definitely made in China. Definitely and they had China. to, like, harvest the cotton. They had to ship it across the seas because it probably wasn't growing there. Then they had to get the thread. Then they had to get the tags. And they had to get this, the machines, the people to run it. Then they had to put it in a box, ship it over here on a boat, and then on a, on a truck over to here, and then take it out. Oh, come on. I, well, I mean, for, like, two, three bucks? What's your point? My point is there's something screwed up with the system. There's something weird with that. It just doesn't somehow it doesn't make sense. You know, and it's going to it's going to it's it has to rectify. Well, it has to it has to balance out somehow. It is what it is because people will people will pay that price. I mean, a baseball card, a comic book collector or a baseball That's card true. collector That's supply and demand. You're will, right. will pay these prices and the people that make these What are you looking for? My my little bunnies. Oh, oh! The people that manufacture these pieces of—I mean, what's a comic book? A comic book is thirty-two pieces of paper stapled in the center, right? Exactly, with a bunch of color. And yeah, I mean, there's a writer, and there's a illustrator, and an inker, and there's a lot of people. There's a lot right, of right. There's work. artistic. There's a value lot of, there. Right, yeah, there's, there's a lot of work that goes into creating a comic book. Not so much work going into creating. Well, a there's you know card. what you know what the biggest thing is though. Actually, what copyright. Well, yeah. That's your biggest thing. It's the same with the baseball cards. Because that baseball guy on the front of that card probably gets a percentage of every single card that's sold. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's tie-in deals and all sorts of, all sorts of stuff like that. <clears throat> but, I mean, for El Generico Shopco piece of clothing, there's not the demand there. So, And it probably does... It probably actually costs less to manufacture that piece of clothing than it does to manufacture a pack of baseball cards. How do you figure that? I don't know, but <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just reaching to my ass and throwing shit out there. Yeah, it's starting to stink. So but let's I, move on. That's what I'm speculating, and I, I would maybe, maybe I'm. Completely so we need wrong. a new superhero. We need baseball card man. We need economic man. We need Ben Bernanke, man. Ben Bernanke. I'm going to lower the rate until it's at zero, and I'm going to keep it there for 40 years, and the economy is going to explode into a huge miasma of I'm, money for the American people. It's going to suck all the money out of all the countries in the world, and America's going to be this huge festering boil on me, the face of the earth. Let me tell you. Full me, of money. Full me, of money. The crux of the biscuit is we're, we're a service economy throwing all of our dollars across the ocean. And, and, right. And well, the horse, remember the horse cock episode? How, the horse cock episode. You don't remember the horse cock episode? Maybe. That's where, where like, uh, China is this huge horse cock that's, like, pumping oh, all these goods into us. Pumping it into us. And we can't, we're, like, choking yeah, on it. And yeah, we can't yeah, shut it. Once, once the horse starts coming, you can't shut it down. And that's pretty <laughs> much what's going on right now. And we're like, oh, we can't afford it anymore. But it and, now, and so now, one, and if we say, oh, we don't want it anymore, well, China's been breeding all these huge horses. What are they going to do with them all? They, I mean, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there's yeah. your, there's a good, uh, there's the analogy, analogy right there. But yeah. I mean, the, I guess the question is how long can that, how long can that last? How long can a service oriented economy last when you're not producing anything? Well, it wouldn't surprise me if you look, uh, seriously at, at, um, some history books that might've been written about, um, the, the, the decline of the Roman empire. 
that's probably what happened to them they started outsourcing all their production and they were just laying around going oh let's take another bath yeah yeah let's find another little boy to pop you know and they started laying around and getting lazy and then the rich class was just just you know a few upper like the crust on the cream brulee and and the pudding down below was getting more and more frustrated and it just fell apart and it, yeah, the the whoever took over was like, hey, we're getting sick of this. You guys are a bunch of fucking assholes, and you're just you know raping the world. Boom, goodbye. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of a cynical view, but um, think about this though. I mean, you you talk a lot about how you don't like marketing and marketing is evil and blah 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 and. You know, to a certain extent, I agree with that. To a certain extent, I also think that marketing is a, a necessity. But let's put that aside. I, for it's just not. A I'm not a hundred percent against marketing. I'm not trying. I mean, to, uh, yeah, I'm not trying to railroad you or generalize. I'm you. actually. And I'm not looking trying to at set some, you up. at some viable venues for marketing for my business. I'm going right. to buy some space and do this. I mean, I know it's necessary to get your word out there. Okay, but let me but put it this way. It gets too big. It gets too big. Don't you think that if a large company could outsource their marketing to China, don't you think they would? Let's say it was cheaper to uh, actors, actresses, props, uh, uh, video equipment. Don't you think whatever they do for their marketing, coming up with their little Uh, gadgets, like these stupid pens, like this pen here, this is a... A marketing tool. Well, this marketing tool here, this pen, was made in China probably. But if you could take the actual people that are in America sitting in these offices and these big skyscrapers, which, by the way, are probably owned by Saudi Arabia and China, uh, don't you think if they could take those people and say, you're all fired, this Chinese or this marketing firm. marketing firm is going to do all of it from here on out, don't you think they would? That goes I, back to the idea of the service economy. Because marketing is a service. Right. Okay. And so we don't we don't outsource our servicing. We are becoming that. Right. We are the we are we the don't. echelon. We're the upper echelon of the service economy. They are the production economy. Uh, I will submit Besides the fact besides the fact that here's another here's another point. Okay. The the junk that they're producing over there that the people over here are expected to buy, they the people over here know deep down they don't really need it. They know that it makes them happy to buy things and consume things. And that's what the American economy is designed to do, if you've watched the story of stuff and you understand that whole concept. Now, the point is to really fool the American people into buying stuff they don't really need and making it making them think that they're happy by doing it They need somebody that understands them and knows how to push their buttons. You cannot outsource marketing to a Chinese guy who doesn't understand the American lust for junk because they the the Chinese people don't understand it because they don't they don't have that. They don't need they don't need junk like we do. They're maybe they're starting to because they look to us and say, Oh, that's America is the greatest country on earth. But they're actually starting to realize that, whoa, they're our older brother that kind of got caught up they were they, we really looked up to them for a long time because they were they were patriotic and they won these wars and they were smart and they developed all these wonderful things but wait a minute now their shiny coating is starting to come off and we don't really like them that much because they're assholes they're bullies and all they care about is guns that's where they spend all their money is guns and it's like wow that's not really where the we believe the human race should go i submit to you 
that plus the fact that I do believe that they would outsource if they could. Right. But for, for both of those reasons that I just outlaid, they can't. Uh, I don't. They they maybe. And you know what? Actually, wait, wait. Soon there will be a day when they do. Right. Because French French lings or oh, it's it's traditional Chinese things. Oh, people are starting to buy that kind of shit. They're they're eating it up. Oh, it's Oriental. It's oh, it's. It's uh, organic, okay, okay, okay. you know, whatever. Don't you think that... Okay, so, yes, I will agree with all, most all of those points. But don't you think that somewhere in some marketing vault exists the the American demographic condition and the hot buttons and the buttons to... The buttons. <laughs> the buttons. The buttons to push, right, when you're marketing your product. Don't you think that... There is, I mean, there's definitely a psychology. I mean, I've seen documentaries about the psychology of um, sure. of consumers, right? And if you can hit those buttons, if you can show them what they're missing, right, uh, and and convince them that that they sex can buy. sells, well, sex and, and and big trucks, whatever, violence, yeah. Uh, I mean, if somehow that could translate over into India or or China, and it was you could do it at a fraction of the cost. Don't you think that that service would then be exported? Well, sure. Of look course. At, look yeah, at, of course. I, I said it would. Yeah, right. Only, I mean, you you were very... Yes. But, no. Back. I don't think there's anything special about Americans selling products to Americans. I don't think so. They think the only reason is they just haven't figured out a way to have the Chinese or an Indian person resound to to an American. And if they could, they would. To go back to why I believe marketing is a big part of the problem. Why, I mean, and you brought up the trucks. Now, it's not so prevalent anymore. Um, And what's more prevalent now, and just as um, pertinent, though, just as uh, important in, in this analogy that I'm trying to make here is pharmaceuticals, why do we need big trucks and why do we need a new big truck every year from seven different car companies and certain car companies that have three or four different trucks every year and now why do we need all these i mean if you if you, like a year two years ago if you were to turn on the television still today if you turn on the television every five minutes there's a million dollar ad that has a different truck and what? it's like every five minutes there's a different ad for a different truck that cost a million dollars to make and do you want to know why i'll give you an answer there's a demand for it. Supply and demand. I don't believe that. I believe they're creating that Bullshit. demand with that marketing. Okay, maybe. Maybe you're right. Because if there was a demand for it, they wouldn't have to market it that That's strongly. That's true. No. Uh, and we've had this argument. I don't want to have this argument again. But I believe that there, it, yes, there is a psychological element there when you see the, the cowboy. How many wait, advertisements wait, 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 have you ever wait, wait, seen wait. for Grateful Dead concerts? It, but yet they were the highest grossing concert touring the nation for about 17 or 20 years straight. Good. Not a single advertisement for it. No there was a demand for that, for... but there was no marketing for it. Well, yeah. I mean, if there's a product out there that people want and they like, they will get it. But they're bamboozled by the bullshit that the marketing departments know how to open up the vault and push their buttons. And the people are like, ooh, and they get confused and they don't know what to do. So, and people they, are, and so they, what you're saying is people are stupid. People are stupid, yes. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. You don't think people are stupid? I think... I think people are people are not necessarily stupid. Are you stupid? stupid? Am I stupid? I'm stupid sometimes, yes. I do stupid things. Of course I do. 
I see things a little bit clearer. So everybody I, who drives you know an F-150 is stupid? No, no. I mean, I mean, just... People have clouded vision. People get distracted by things. People are not base enough with reality because there's so many things going on they can't focus on things and they don't think about things enough and they just take things for granted and assume things and when these when these fancy ads come up and when there's all this stuff going on they're like oh that's what i want yeah oh and i believe that will make me a better person that's 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 the demographic that i want to be a part of and that's that's who i am that defines me all right i'm gonna buy that and i have enough well i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to borrow some money but i can do it i'll do it and oh now i feel good because i have this and that's what makes me feel good is to have this and own okay this. okay look back up a second back up a second. i mean i will agree with some of that definitely um and i took i've taken and the buyer's remorse <laughs> i've taken marketing <laughs> classes and what a lot of that marketing is supposed to do is plant a seed in your head so when you are car shopping you'd be like oh look at the silverado over there i don't know why i want that silverado but i'd like that silverado well it's because you saw an ad with a silverado chasing a horse and for some reason the psycho the, i mean the people that ran the psychological numbers were like you know a lot of people this is going to play to a certain demographic and you're going to be able to sell more trucks if you display these images with these images images now granted there's now i would say that there's a science to marketing okay but can i ask you one question quick well let me finish and then you can ask your question okay um if you come up with a product don't you want to sell it if i come up with a widget a blue widget right and it has a purpose you know and it i want to market it and i also want to show how it can be used right and so I come up with an ad campaign that shows my widget, or maybe I even get a little clever, right? And I say, "Blue widget is coming," right? What's blue widget? You know, you start planting that seed. What's the, and then I change the billboards and I get people excited. What what the hell is this thing? I I got to know what this thing is, right? And you create this buzz and this murmur and blah blah blah. And then finally you reveal the product, and a lot of people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, what a piece of shit!" What? what and, but you're also gonna have another segment of the population be like, "Wow, I could use one of those," and they're gonna buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You don't have a response to that? No, I do. I, I've been trying to hang on to it in my mind. Um, I have a, a twofold response. Um, first of all, uh, now, we, we were talking about, you know, black and white, people stupid, not people stupid. Um, let me ask you what you would think about somebody that would be on the car lot and they would have, you know, their their financial situation you know, uh, you know their their numbers in their hand, how much they make, whatever. Uh-huh. Well, let's see. I I have a couple kids. I, I, I if I want to do this and this, and they're on the car lot and they see a Silverado and they think, oh, I saw an ad with a horse. I'm gonna buy that truck for twenty five thousand dollars. When you know it's it's completely out of my budget. It's completely the wrong car for me. But I saw it on a ad and it it's. Don't you think that's a little bit stupid that they get swept up in that and. And now, second of all, this person that's creating this blue widget that you were talking about—that's okay. I—I don't—I don't have such a problem with somebody that comes up with a new, unique idea in the marketplace. But the problem is, right now, what do we have? Who are the biggest employers of uh, the graduates of the large uh, universities that pump out marketing degree people? Car companies, okay, or pharmaceutical companies. Now, do we really need 17 new 
car, uh, big trucks every year with, oh, the little bit of a taillight different this year. Oh, we look at that. We have a bigger grill in the front this year. Oh, the, 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 the wheels are one inch taller this year. And the shifter knob is gray instead of brown this year. Yeah, you but, better run out and buy a new one. But or how many people... we have a new pharmaceutical for you. Ask your doctor about this new pharmaceutical. Two, wait, 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 wait. Two different subjects. Two way different subjects. Well, and I, I can get to it if you'd like to. But as far as the car goes, how many people do you know or have even heard of that buy a car, buy a brand new car every single year? Well, even every single year, no, uh, every, not many people. What if so it's no, every couple of years? Nobody's like um, drive, nobody's driving no. their Silverado, going, "Oh man, I got the 2008." Where do we but live? The 2009 should have. The, Where oh. do we live? We live in Madison, Wisconsin, which is like all right, hippie yeah. central. Okay, fine. Okay, maybe. I, um, well, my dad has a good friend whose name is Charlie. I don't know if you've met him, but. I actually, you've probably sat on a bunch of his couches because Hike and Steve, that's all they've ever had, was cast off furniture from Charlie. Okay. And their car is from Charlie. Okay. This guy was a steam fitter and he was a union all his life. How much money does he have? Well, probably millions. Okay. He's had like two hearts, four livers, Look, six. I'm six, sorry. I'm sorry. He gets a new car every other year. Okay. And it's a big $40,000 car and it's all paid for by the government. I'm whatever. I'm sorry. There's and a, there's a lot of guys like that. There's yeah. A, there's a huge, a lot of guys. There's not a yeah. lot of guys like there's a, there, well, there's, okay. <laughs> I, I think you'd I, be surprised. I don't think that there's that many people that buy new cars. every. Charlie may, all right, think about people think that about have the, maybe think about the capacity of production for cars in this country. I don't want to talk about 100,000 talk a, about a pharmaceuticals. Okay, talk about pharmaceuticals. Because I don't really give a fuck about cars. People will make their own stupid decisions by stupid, stupid deci- cars. And and are those people stupid? Uh, they'll make stupid decisions. Oh, okay. They're not stupid people. Oh, but they've made some okay, incorrect okay. decisions. Maybe based on some misinformation and because a lack they're of clouded research. by they're clouded by marketing and the hot button issues. I, that, I don't, the, that the marketing people have look, learned to push. Look, there's a guy at work. He drives a big pickup truck, and he doesn't buy it because maybe he bought it because he saw the horse. He saw the horse. <laughs> I don't know, but he just loves that stupid truck, and he's always he's like taking the stock fender off and putting OEM fenders on and big lights and covers and all. And like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I just love my truck. I just love, you know, I was out this weekend. I was waxing it and washing it. And blah. I'm like, what the fuck? Really? You have two kids. I mean, you really spent hours washing. I just love my truck. I, I just love it. I just love it. Whatever. Some people are car people. Some people are hikers. Makes I, them who, happy. Who am I to judge? That's but true. pharmaceuticals, I mean, oh, man. I, could, I, I don't think we even have the time. I'm so, this whole healthcare thing that we've got going on. Oh, in that's right what you wanted to talk about, right? Is, is the thing that's just driving me absolutely batshit crazy. I, I don't. Well, no, wait a minute. I, I so when you, when you kind of brought it up there, it sounded like you were, like you didn't subscribe to my point of view that pharmaceuticals were overhyped and they are they're way overhyped all right all right thank you i I thought you no it sounded to me like you were like mad at me like no way you were wrong about that i'm not mad at you i'm just like frustrated with the situation i wanted to like work that in but we don't have enough time yeah and cars kind of took up and cars we've always talked about cars Cars are always ridiculous cars are completely ridiculous especially trucks i hate cars but i hate cars as far as pharmaceuticals i mean there's a long drawn out point that i could try to make but i'm not even going to yeah we should talk about pharmaceuticals next week uh we'll have the the pharmacy cast the drug cast oh hey we'll like get really high and then talk about drugs oh legal drugs legal drugs prescription drugs 
we'll get some medical of, marijuana. We're going to take a lot of Viagra and just sit here and be like, oh, God, <laughs> why did we do this? This is horrible. It hurts. I got to go. It hurts. <laughs> uh, it just, I'm, 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 oh, this, is, this is probably maybe the most boring podcast we've ever done, but. Uh, I, you might be surprised. I'm very, yeah, right. I'm very. We'll get 16 downloads. Upset. Dante, are you there? Buddy, come on. I'm very upset about because, well, okay, now go back on our podcast and you can kind of follow the whole political evolution that we've followed or covered, I use in air quotes. But I mean, the our president and our whole Congress and our whole House and Senate and House Congress and all those, all those people were elected on the notion of change, right? We're sick of the bullshit. We're sick of the past eight years. We're sick of the deficits. We're sick of the war. Well, the the president was, yeah. Why do you think there was such a massive turnover in in, in senators and congressmen, as well as an overwhelming uh, vote for the president? Well, sure, yeah. People want to change. Now, the first time change comes around... And it just all goes to shit. And people are like, oh, socialism and Marxism and Nazis and using words well, that just don't even make sense. And and the thing that I here's the thing that just blows me away. And I wish we just had lots of time to just like prattle on about this. But right now, the entire government, like, okay, under Bush, everything was controlled by the Republicans. And they could just cram anything they wanted down your throat. Patriot Act, Iraq War. Because uh, it was fear uh, induced, the, the listening, the the taping, yeah, warrantless w- wiretapping, the torture, all this. Just we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Safety, freedom, America, blah blah blah. Now we get to a point where it's like twenty thousand people, twenty thousand people a year die because they are not covered by health insurance, and now we can do something about it. Let's pass something, and the entire Democratic Party is like, well, I, you know, I don't know, but it's that's pretty, that's 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 pretty out there, and I don't, I don't know if I can vote for that. We sh- maybe we shouldn't do that. I have three words. Yeah, Republican marketing machine. I don't even think it's that. Yes, it is. It the the Republicans are marketing. Well, yeah. that 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 that's that. That's but bad. That, that, that that's, we that's, that's going to be socialism. That's, that's fantastic against America. I, I get it, and I understand that. I mean, you've got a whole network of television that that markets that attitude and that fear, and that's that's kind of wrapped up into my hatred of marketing because uh, well, I know the news is marketing. News is marketing. But, but but here's the problem that I get it. I understand that. But the problem that I have is now that we have a democratically controlled federal government. Why don't they just turn the tables and just be like, all right, you had your turn. Now it's our turn. Because Here's a bill. Done. Inevitably, it's it's always been the Republicans in the history of, uh, for the last 100, 200 years that the Republicans have been around, it's been the Republicans that get shit done. The Republicans, and you know what? I made a metaphor one time. I don't know if I talked about it on this podcast, but I made a metaphor one time about the two political systems we have in this country. The Republicans... Um, it, and the metaphor is our political system and nature. The Republicans are like uh, a hurricane or a tornado. Just come in there and rip the shit out of everything. Wow, big stuff. Okay. The Democrats are like, oh, all right, let's go and clean up afterwards. Let's fix it up. Let's fix it up, make it, make it livable again. But they're not. Well, slowly you but know what surely, you they, know- they, they, they kind of put it back together. And the Republicans become bipartisan when they're like, no. oh yeah, we ripped some shit up. We'll have to help you clean it up a little bit. But 
we're going to make it look good like we're cleaning it up, but we're the ones that sh- ripped no. all the shit up in the first place. You know yeah. what, no, you, yeah. know what it, you know what it's like? I'll tell you what it's like. It's like your hurricane comes in and destroys the town and the Democrats come along and like, all right, we're going to clean this all up. We're going to clean all this up. We're going to we're gonna recycle and mm-hmm. we're going to put the wood over there. And, and, and then the Republicans go, no, 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 no. Recycling is bullshit. You should throw it all away. Build a new one. Right? And Let's so, build a big condominium. But, but, yeah, but right. here's the thing. The, the, the Democrats are like, oh. Okay, 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 okay. We're going to throw all of this stuff away, and we're not going to recycle that. Yeah, yeah. And you know what else? You, you, all of that stuff that you're going to compost, you're not going to compost that either. That's that's all garbage. You're going to throw it all away. Um, okay, okay. We're going to throw everything away, and it's going to be all nice and clean when we're done. Right? Okay, so we did something. We actually cleaned it up, but what did we do? We threw all of this stuff that we could have reused. We just threw it in the garbage because, for some reason, we decided to concede to this minority party that destroyed everything in the first place. Yeah. And that's what's happening with healthcare. We're saying... Here's a great idea. Here's a, I'm so excited that I just threw my mic. Here's a great idea, and then the Republicans are like, no, 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 that's that's socialism. That's Nazi. You know the old okay, like okay. Marxist. We won't use that. We won't. Oh, oh we'll, okay, we'll, okay. And, and then in the end, what they're going to do is like, here's a bill. We passed a bill. Uh, healthcare has been reformed. And what it strikes me of is that when I first thought of Obama, I thought he was the the dark horse, the long shot. I thought Hillary Clinton was going to get it because she's a politician. She's like a woman that's going to get in there. She's going to do what's best for her career and she's going to move on. Yeah, and it's going to like it'll be beneficial somewhat to 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 some of the left left uh, uh, wing liberal type people. But mostly it's going to be about her. Well, when Obama was like starting to rise in the polls, I was like, "Well, dude, here's a guy that's going to get in there and he's not going to care about this whole political process. And he's going to try to do something that's right for America, right, right for people and just good natured, Right. And as I watch the news and as I listen to the radio, I see more and more that the guy's just a politician. He's, is he, is he really, is he, that's the way I feel. He's backing down on all the healthcare things. And what I predict is you're going to get some pile of shit that gets passed through. That's, you know, I don't know what it's it's going to be like this complicated thing that's not going to do what we originally set out to do, which was basically have every American covered with some sort of health insurance policy. But in 2012, he can pull it. He can go out on the stump and he can be like, I passed health care reform. Yeah. I passed a bill. The bill came out. I did it just like I promised when I originally ran. And I, I just don't buy it. I'm, I'm, I'm I, don't, I don't I think the days of of. Um you know, getting up on the on the podium. It's and, now and all saying, about self-serving interests. Is well, what no, my, I, I, but I, now that means that the whole political no, system is a failure. No, I. You know, all the it, senators, this reminds, me, all of the, the this reminds me of the little bit of conversation the we had earlier. Of the pharmaceuticals, just like you were talking about in the healthcare companies and the car companies, all those people, probably the marketing people as well. It it kind of reminds me of that conversation we were having off mic about about. Uh, jobs and unions and stuff um, how and remember how I said you know what that's just all too complicated for me yeah it's all it's it's ridiculous oh well you have to if you work 37.5 hours you have to work the extra what, what happened to this extra 0.5 hours okay. here sir okay. where you didn't work the, were you here no let's see oh you're 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 sick well you only have 0.5 hours of sick time left you're gonna have to take two days of unpaid right and then you'll have to make that up on december 24th which right, is right, christmas right. but you'll have to come in and sit at your cubicle right, for right. five okay, hours to make that up. your point is my point is is that it's it's so fucking complicated right now that i mean back in the 40s or whatever when fdr was like all right we're gonna change this system we're gonna rip it apart and we're gonna rebuild it and it's gonna be fantastic and he had four terms in office and he did some seriously good shit for this country 
Obama comes in and he wants to do the same thing. Everything is, it's like a crystalline spider web. And he says, oh, I'm going to try to fix this. And everything starts shaking. And all the companies in in America are like, you can't screw around with our healthcare system. It's perfectly balanced. And there's literally probably trillions of dollars involved here. Oh, yeah. Which is like, you can't even fathom that amount of money. He can't just just go in there and say, we're going to rip it apart and rebuild it. I mean, no, you can't do that. I disagree. You... You can't do it. No, even if you're the president of the United States at this well, point, you cannot okay. do that. You can't do shit like okay, that. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Do you mean it's you can do you can't do underhanded wait, wait, wait. crazy fucking shenanigans like the Bush regime did? Wait, wait, wait. Sure, you wait, can wait, torture wait, wait. people all you want, but you Are, can't. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that you can't just come in and change something like this because it's too complicated, or yeah. you just can't do it because society will crumble? No, it's too complicated. Okay, all right. That's all I wanted to clarify, and, and, and I'll agree with that. And and you know what? society would not crumble but the republican marketing machine will sell enough people to believe to get to believe the idea that the society will crumble so he will become a lame duck president because yeah, he I, won't be able to do it because they won't believe in him enough even though they really wanted the change and they were believing in it and blah 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 well when he starts to do it all this rhetoric comes out and, and he's the, like well i just i want to i really want to do this and so he's like well okay so he starts getting concessions like the union yeah. He should be like the union and say, no, fuck you. You know what? I don't care. You know what? You elected me. I'm your president. But see, at that point, then the, the, the Republican, 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 Republicans, <laughs> the Pelicans could probably move in there and the brownies, the, the, the Republicans could come in and actually probably create such a strong um, undercurrent that they could, they could force impeachment on him. No. Well, maybe I don't know. Possibly, you never know. But you, uh, yeah, um, you have to break a law to be impeached. Oh, and you don't think they could come up with something? But they probably could. They but could come up with anything they want, I and, think and then they could spin it out into a flourish, and the American people would not know what the hell hit them. Sure, I think though that the only way Obama can avoid being a lame duck president is to go radically wild. And yeah, just, and, and just, just say, fucking bullnose it. Here's what we're gonna do: bang, done. And you guys get lockstep with me, or there's going to be held. I mean, I don't know what yeah. kind of authorities. Or you're falling game. back. Yeah. yeah, and just and, let's and get a, and build a strong team. And you know up what? In that White House, and just say this: we're pushing this through. This is the way it is. Maybe, Take it or leave it. Maybe I'm going to a ball game. Bye. Right. They do it. They get it done. Maybe in 2010, his numbers go through the toilet. 2011 numbers in the toilet, and then all of a sudden, people are like, yep. "Wow, this worked! This this thing worked!" And you know, then his popularity's back. And maybe he even lasts one term. And maybe Who cares? for the next six years, they're like, "What a dumb idea!" And then in the tenth year, they're like, "Holy shit! These insurance companies aren't making trillions of dollars of profits." Uh, this poor person down the street who can barely keep his fed or his kid fed can take his kid in for a cold. You know, it, wow, this actually did work. And then you know, you you get in, you made a name for yourself. Yeah, your political career kind famous of when you're out. dead. Right. There's a song by the Urban Dance Squad, "Famous When You're Dead." But you're dead, so. Well, but I mean, so what? I mean, if you really are a politician, the definition of politician is you want the best for your country. I don't think so. And your kids. I mean, you want to be a family guy. What do you want as a father? Do you want your your life to be this? No, at at some point I'm you're not like a politician though. I think a politician's well, job but, is to but be a, a politician and to like play well, the game. Well, and I think that in really? order to really succeed and change things in America, you gotta you gotta take that game board, 
throw it out the window and say, this is what we're doing. Because in order to play the game, you know, you say, we're going to reform healthcare, and then all of a sudden Aetna comes in and be like, oh, psh, we, 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 we contributed $2 billion to your campaign, and if you do this, <laughs> you're not getting that $2 billion next time for your campaign. Oh, you know, and then well, whoever other insurance companies they come in and step in and be like, "Oh, this is not this is the, this is how the game." I'll yeah. tell you what, you know what? You're a pretty popular guy, and, and you're gonna you're gonna probably do some good for us. So I'll tell you what, we're gonna lower copays by five bucks. Why don't you pat, why don't you put that into the bill? We're, we'll concede that, right? But don't go crazy, or you're gonna get cut off. You know, I don't think, be a cowboy, right? Right. Anyways, I gotta I gotta. I gotta pee, and it's like two thirty-six in the morning. So I think it's up. Yeah, it's in your hat. Next week will be funny. Yeah. Well, we were funny a little bit, weren't we? Yeah, I don't there know. was a laugh in there somewhere. Lame duck president. Lame. No, there was something funny, wasn't there? Oh, oh hey, this has been episode 30, 40, uh, 50, 70. 74. 74. Good night, everybody. Hey, have a good night.